0: What is up, all of you Baguette Boys listeners? Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um obviously we've released our podcast and it's been a few weeks, so thank you for continuing to listen to us. If you're new, welcome to the community. We are actually going to change things up a little bit. Um fun fact, we've taken a few weeks off to just kind of recenter ourselves and we took a little vacation together, which was awesome. And it's it's been good, but obviously we want to come back and hit our goals hard. So we're actually going to Start off this podcast a little differently, which we're gonna actually label our goals for October. We're gonna say what we're gonna be doing, or at least one of them. It's up to up to them what they want to do. But as always, I'm joined by my two best friends, Connor and Richie. Um, but what we're gonna do before we go into one minute weekend review is, like I said, do our goals. I will kick us off. I have recently finished my Japanese class that I started taking at the beginning of 2020, and. I stopped doing it because it was on Saturdays and Saturdays as they say are for the boys. (laughs) So I need to free up my Saturdays again, but I still want to keep learning Japanese. So my goal is to continue learning by myself. I might be using some resources a friend sent me, but just put together, I put together a plan today. So I'm going to try and stick with it and actually make it happen, even though I'm in the middle of doing this program for my career. So we'll see how it goes. Sounds like a lot, but I'm excited. And I will pass it over to Connor for his goals.
1: Yeah, right on. Uh, One of my biggest goals for October is uh, finding a good uh, sleep consistency. I've been so bad recently of going to bed at a reasonable hour (laughs) because I find myself getting home from work late and then wanting to do things that I didn't get to do early on in the day. So I find myself, whatever it is, whether it's fantasy or just watching TV and catching up on shows, Uh, I'll start that at like 11 o'clock and then be up until one or two. And then I have to start the morning all over again. So big thing for me is going to be going to sleep at a reasonable hour. For me, it's going to be 1130. That's where I'm cutting off. Anything past 1130, lights out, electronics off. I got to get to bed. Uh, I got to do a better job. Um, Just longevity wise, it's going to be so much better for me. So that is a big goal for me come October. Nice.
0: I'm excited. I I need to do that for myself too, to be honest.
2: All right. No more college review for you. No more college.
1: No more, I don't know what you're No more do. late night call <laughs> of duty sessions until three o'clock in the morning. I God, I kill myself in the morning whenever I do that. I'm like, but I had so much fun. <laughs> it, it was worth it in the moment. It was, it was. But now I'm hurting real <laughs> bad come six o'clock in the morning when I'm waking up for a full shift.
0: A three hours of sleep. Sorry. That sounds that's like that's what I'm,
1: saying, dude. I'm I'm ruining my 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 brain. I'm ruining it. <laughs>
2: Uh, so yeah, I think if we're going if we're going to me now, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, for me, you know, uh, so a little bit of background, I guess i'm at, I'm actually at my parents' house right now. I'm gonna be here for an extended period of time. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, uh, it's good. I'm in California. there's good weather. there's a lot of good things here. My family's here. Um, it kind of just happened against uh, against my will, uh, <laughs> uh, sort of, but uh, I need some I need to take care of some stuff while I'm here. Uh, but ultimately, you know, with that change, I think there's, some um, you know, when I I work on East coast time, I'm living on the West coast. Um, even with that, you know, uh, I need to build some type of schedule and consistency around it. Um, something I've been popping in my head. I I didn't know if I was going to mention it, but there's a little hashtag I've been thinking of, which is really like, uh, consistency compounds. Um, and so basically what I mean by that is like, uh, if you think of like compounding interest, like think whatever you keep doing. Uh, you're gonna continue to do and it's gonna continue to make you bad or good uh, or you can continue to make money off something if you you know continue to have that compounding interest and I, I kind of think of that the same way um, with everything I've been thinking about a lot recently um, and so like if you're consistent if you have a consistent schedule if you have a consistent rhythm um, you know you're able to build momentum and that momentum is really gonna help you uh, and stay consistent and compound that um, compound that momentum but if uh, if you keep losing momentum, you know uh it's gonna be hard to pick it pick it back up so uh I really wanna this month uh obviously get get my schedule going and uh figure out what my daily and weekly routines are gonna be. Long. I like that man.
0: That was awesome. That was a killer way to start. I like that hashtag a lot. Yeah. I trademarked yeah. it so don't worry about <laughs> it. <Yeah>. It <laughs> ooh trademarked it. Look at this guy. <laughs> That actually makes me think of a a podcast I listened to a while ago. Uh, I think it was from how I built this. One of the guys talking about how he started his business and he got successful and obviously he's, he's very wealthy now, but it's just that little bit of knowledge in the first few months that got him started. And then he just kept kind of like learning on that. So just consistently kept compounding for him and it just kept going and going. And now he's, I think it's the dude, um, uh, what's that? It's, it's, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's not Buzzsprout, Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed, the guy who made buzzfeed.
2: Yeah, I think oh. uh I think they I think the one guy that uh kind of makes me think about this is uh JJ from on Onnit, Onnit Yoga program. At the end of it, who's like, all right, JJ. Uh, every day is about you know every day just takes a little bit uh it only takes a little bit to get better every single day, just a little bit of effort. And I think uh very similarly, like consistency compounds if you if you're able to continually uh be consistent, uh it's gonna keep compounding.
1: I got you, I got you. It's um oh my god i just had it on the tip of my tongue and i was just about to say it. <laughs> oh um damn but
0: yeah Stop copying right. me dude i just I'll said feel you
1: i know i feel you on jj though doesn't take much to get better just a little bit of time i sure, say dude. i say that consistently at the gym to get people to stay motivated with things because it's tough it's tough but yes jj jj namaste jj namaste, right. brother.
0: so <laughs> glad we got that out of the way for october goals So now we're going to go back into more of our traditional format which we're going to start off with our one minute week in review i love it to hear from my guys so i want to hear it from richie first
2: yeah again i mentioned um you know i got to i'm going to be home Uh, i found out this week you know um you know i will be home for an extended period of time um just got to take care of some uh some some stuff while i'm here uh you know, I think it's, as I mentioned uh, to you guys, you know, it's a little bit depressing. I mean, uh, I wasn't, you know, wasn't really thinking I was going to be here this long. Uh, originally, it was just a short trip. Um, and now it's an extended period of time. Um, and, you know, with the holidays around the corner, I'm going to be kind of here until maybe January or so. So, um, you know, with that, you know, you got to make the most of it and make the most of the opportunity. Uh, that's why, um, you know, I've been trying to get little wins every single day this week. Uh, starting, you know, the past couple of days and uh, kind of letting that help me uh, into October to figure out what, you know, my daily and weekly routine is going to be and, and trying to get better every single day. So we'll see how it goes. Um, a little bit depressed, but uh, trying to pull myself
1: out of it. One day at a time, kid. One day at a time. You got us too.
0: But cool. I'm not glad to hear it, but I am glad to hear you have a positive mindset coming out of it and trying to make the most of it. But with that, Connor, what about you?
1: Yeah, it's been a test a tough week, I guess. Uh emotional roller coaster here and there. Um, but but keeping it goal-wise, I did complete one of my goals which was finishing another book of mine, which was Breathing for Warriors. Uh, it's a fantastic book. It puts metrics to breathing capabilities, which is the next level next level for fitness stuff. Um, so I'm I'm really happy I can start to implement that stuff into my training and to clients that I train with as well. So it'll be interesting to kind of get that practical aspect into it rather than just reading about it. I can actually do it against people and, and see if some of the new training methods that I can implement um, will be effective in the long run for them, um, especially with COVID being such a uh, cardiovascular disease in a sense, it's important that we, you know, do the right things in, in terms of fitness and breathing. So excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my week in review.
0: Nice, man.
2: You definitely uh, read more books this year than you did uh,
1: last year. Bro, I've, I've been on a a run lately. Um, not for those that don't know, I'm not a big reader. So for me reading two books in a year, uh, it says something.
0: That's huge, dude. That's 200% more yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> cool all right well as for my week uh i started a new program on monday um for software engineering uh i talked about it in past episodes where i was quitting my job i think i had one of my, our episodes might have talked about it happening or just trying to get there but it happened and now i took a few weeks off to kind of just to myself and now i'm in this program that started again monday and it's going well i since I have been in the industry for a few years now it's the beginning stuff is pretty easy to me, but I'm learning new technologies to do full stack development um, For all my nerds out there. I'll be learning express react and Python and I think SQL. So stuff that I've seen, but I never really worked with myself. And I'm very excited to be in a classroom setting again. I think that's where I learned the most and I get more out of just being a part of a community. So I'm very excited for it. But before that, I, did a little trip with some of my friends around here because I was like, I have one last weekend. I just want to go and see my friends. So I visited my friend in Chicago and that was great. Um, was good to get away for a little bit, but I'm glad to be back and working on my goals with my, my boys. Damn right. Hey, what
2: so, about, um, is the classroom setting different? Like how does it feel to be inside of a learning? I mean, I guess like everybody around the world who's in a classroom is basically taking
0: it virtually, how does that feel? Good question. It's it's definitely a different experience. And so far it's working well for me, but that's just mostly because I know the material and I'm able to like get the focus and motivation of being in a classroom, but also work on my own stuff on the side, which the virtuality aspect of it is working well. Cause obviously I don't have to pay attention very much. I'd actually really hate it if I was in person, I had to focus on the stuff that I already knew, um, but that's different. But I like it. I can see it being very challenging to learn remotely if you don't know how to sit in one place for all day long. So I'm sure it's a challenge for some people, but if you're going to be, for me, if you're going to be a, an engineer, like a software engineer, then it shouldn't be a problem. Cause you're going to be in front of a computer for the rest of your life. Ideally. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the
2: alternative is like you better make sure you don't have Netflix on in the background or uh, like right now, the Laker game <laughs> or the the basketball game.
0: Oh yeah. Oh dude. I'm, I'm very tempted to put the basketball game on right now, but I'm not. <laughs> So I so far, I haven't done a good job of not doing that, but we'll see. It's a 12-week program, so I have 11 and a half more weeks ago. But anyway, so now we can get to the main topic of today's podcast, which I think is a good one, and I did not plan it to work out this well that we're doing these new October goals, but it worked out that way. And the topic for today is goal setting. Anything about setting goals, whether it's setting them measuring them tracking them anything that helps you kind of just maintain them and you know make them worthwhile because i think a lot of people will set a goal and that's all they do they just let it float away and yeah i had this goal for 2020 like new year's resolutions most of the time a lot of people say this is my resolution and it'll just fly away somehow so what the question i'll open up with for today's topic is how do you set a goal and kind of ultimately make sure it stays within reach i'll let it i'll let any of you guys open it up today i won't even call on any of you if we're talking about like new year's
2: resolutions because i think that was the use case that you used i think it's a good one i, I think it's like a yearly goal at that point as hey between now and next year what do i want to do and it, you know the monthly goals that we're going to go in off today is uh, or that we talked about today is really helpful because, you know, ideally the monthly goals are a step in that direction of what you decided, do you want to do at the, at the beginning of the year? Um, and so, you know, if Connor's goal, for example, was like, Hey, I want to read, uh, five books this year, you know, every month, you know, he might have a goal where he wants to complete a book. And, um, you know, I think that's very helpful. It's very targeted. Um, you know, you have a number, you have a metric you can figure out, I need to read this many. I need to do this every single day. I need to read 10 pages a day and I'll, I'll somehow hit five books, um, by the end of the year. And, and that's helpful. Um, you know, I think those are the types of things that you want to, you want to be able to measure progression, I think. And so I think it's very hard in some, in some areas, like, uh, specifically, um, like if you decide like you want to do like, uh, something random, I don't even know. Uh, you want, you decide you want to do meditation uh, you know how, how good is your meditation? It's very hard to measure that, but you know, um, you know, there are certain things that you're going to be able to measure, certain things you're not going to be able to measure. Um, but nonetheless, I think you still, you know, you're going to want to make targeted goals uh, towards all different aspects of your life. And uh, every single month, you you, know, you want to take a targeted approach to try to achieve those things. And then even maybe
1: even weekly, uh, if you really want to get down to it. How important yeah. do you think it is to measure the goal? Like, for instance, like, oh, I want to, I want to start meditation. Do you hmm. think that is just too vague or... Is there a way that you can say, oh, I'm measuring this right now. This, at the end of this, I want to I do X, Y, and Z. I know this is kind of that's, a vague question, but I'm just more curious on what your opinion is.
0: No, that's, I think that's a really good example because with, with the, the example you gave for that question of meditation, measuring it is kind of a paradox, right? Where it's like meditation, I'm trying to be calm and one with myself and kind of relax. But obviously, you want to meet that goal but measuring it adds stress. So it's like, obviously this, this, like this back and forth thing, you don't know what to do. I think you do need to measure it something when you're trying to incorporate it into being a habit like that. Um, it's like, you're trying to build a habit. So you need to consciously do that. I don't know what the quote was. I'm going to paraphrase it, but there was a quote where it's easy to change who, who you are as a kid, because as a kid, you're still learning you like when we're all kids, we fundamentally change our personalities. Multiple times, right? We fundamentally change our values and our personalities. When you get to be an adult, most people don't change. They become who they are, and they're like, "I am this person, and I'm going to stay this person because I am me, and I'm proud," which is great. But if you want to change something about yourself, it takes deliberate practice.
1: Like you're saying, deliberate practice is so important as we get older, and to to really drive in to like the kids that are, you know, trying to learn and grow and set goals. That's just as important as that deliberate practice. But you know getting into that older generation, if you're looking to make that change and looking to make that progress, it's, you have to be so specific on what you want to focus on, so that way that growth can happen. You can't have a very vague opening, you know New Year's resolution of, "I want to lose 50 pounds." You know I'm just using that example because I'm a fitness person, but you know I want to lose 50 pounds. You know, that's not a very specific thing to focus on. So now I think we're getting into the nitty gritty part of goal setting. (laughs) Um, Or at least I'm bringing us into that, that part of it. um, How specific you need to get. To to add to that. I mean,
2: I think it's like, I think it's pretty difficult to. um, I think the weight loss one is pretty good example. I think everybody can relate to that. I think at some point, Uh, maybe not relate to it, but they can have a conversation about it where, you know, if I go into a new year and say, like, I want to lose 50 pounds, that, I think Connor, you'll probably say that's not the right type of goal that you want to have. I think the goal that you want to have in that instance is like, well, what do you want to do? Um, do you want to work out? It's not just, let me lose the 50 pounds. Cause if I wanted to just lose the 50 pounds, then I could go get liposuction or I can go do whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, I could literally go remove that 50 pounds. Um, you know, it's, it's how do you want to change your lifestyle? And I think like that's kind of what you need to understand uh, when you're setting these goals is like, I know this is what the outcome I want is, but like, um, you know, to do that, I need to change my entire, you know, different aspects of my life. And so the goal should be around the different aspects of your life, not necessarily just the fundamental outcome. Um, because if you don't say, if you don't figure out, you know, how I want to change my lifestyle and just say, I want to lose the 50 pounds, at some point, you're going to get lost in it. And you're going to be like, well, I give up. And I think it's, uh, you know, when you don't start seeing results at some point, uh, you're going to, you know, give up pretty easily. And so, like having tangible goals uh, around how you're going to change your life, whatever it might be, maybe it's workout three to five times a week. I don't know. Um, you know, then that can start to get you towards your goal and it, it'll all, all ultimately benefit, uh, you know, your lifestyle and then you'll hit maybe the goal.
1: Yeah, I love that perspective. Thanks for that. Yeah.
0: I think what basically what, what Richie was saying and what Connor's driving at with the specific stuff is that you need to ask these, people need to ask these questions so they can really get to the thick of what they want. Because if you just say, going on this example, I want to lose 50 pounds, you can do the work here and there, but you're not going to be driving towards what you ultimately want, which is, I want to look thin. I want to look this way, right? Where it's like 50 pounds is such an arbitrary number. I think setting a goal like that has, or setting an arbitrary number like that has some value where that's like your starting point. It's like, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. And then, if you keep going down that mindset and you just keep saying like, you know what? I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to set up this program and I want to do it because of this. You can use that as a starting point, but that can't be like the outcome because I think the age old example that people give is like when they get to the outcome, it's like, well, what do I do now?
1: Well, that, that could lead us into another thing of how goals can change over time because if we're going to stay on topic of this, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in a year. Let's say we get four months in you've lost the 50 pounds in four months which not not really realistic but for this conversation Dang, what's that diet we were- i want to be on that diet <laughs> but maybe that losing 50 pounds isn't really how you you're not even feeling good about it you know then the, then the conversation changes over to maybe i don't want to lose 50 pounds maybe i want to feel this i want to feel better but then how do we measure that stuff what if somebody's like mm-hmm. i want to feel stronger i want to feel i want to feel really good how do you know you're at that point? How do you know that's a measurable or attainable? Cause I'm using the quote unquote smart technique, you know, yeah. specific attainable, measurable, you know, that um, when it becomes more emotional based, how are we supposed to create goals and, and measure those?
2: I definitely, I, I definitely think we should hit on that. I just wanted to add one more point on to the little metric piece um like when it when it results in like work i think in my work we use objectives and key results it's very similar to smart um and so like an objective might be like hey i want uh it's like a it's essentially a direction it's like it might be um it might be like hey i i I want to lose weight and then we might say uh your key result is like i want to lose specifically 50 pounds um uh or, and then you have some other key results as, as well as in there. I don't know what it might be. It might be waist size, I don't know. Um, it could be a bunch of different things, right? And so ultimately that gives you something to measure against. Uh, not saying that those are things that you should measure against. I'm definitely not saying that. Um, but I think like, you know, objectives and key results ultimately is, gives you a way to measure something while also using uh, a high level objective um, which is sometimes beneficial. I think it's more specifically beneficial for work and metric based activities. Um, But it also really helps you when you wanna break things down. So like, if that's my yearly goal, if I give some type of like, I wanna increase customer engagement by whatever percent, I can have a million different solutions that I could potentially come up with for how I'm gonna go about that. I could go on Instagram, I can make all these posts, I can go on Twitter, I can do all these different content ideas, I can have all these marketing strategies and somehow get somewhere I want, I wanna be around my customer engagement. And every single month, I might have a new idea, I might try to do something new, I might have new goal based on every month, Um, that ultimately helps me achieve that objective and key result. Um, Anyways, I wanted to hit on that, because I think like, we were just talking about metrics a little bit, but I think like, there's certain things that you're not going to really be able to measure. Um, And Connor was just mentioning around uh, emotional activities, that you really cannot measure like feeling strong or feeling a certain way. So I definitely think we should hit on that.
0: I uh I got I got something for the emotional side of things. Um, I I'm glad you brought it up because I think for me personally, obviously it's this year has been good personally, but obviously it's been a roller coaster with the, what's going on in the world. I mean, I I quit my job, which obviously is a is a huge thing. Um, but emotionally, like for setting goals, you ultimately have to do what's right. And in in my personal life, I the company I worked for, I don't I can say it. Red Hat, great company, um, well known company in the industry. Um, everyone I worked with was super awesome, super welcoming. If I ever had a problem, people would be like, "How can I help?" As opposed to, "This is your job. Why don't you know it?" Right? Bennett, like whole whole thing. Like I come from a very good company, but it, it just didn't feel right for me for a long time. If you ask any of my friends, I would always talk about how it wasn't what I was wanting to do. I was going to do something else afterwards, but that didn't come for years because it was such a good company and I had such emotional attachment to it. But I think this year the quarantine really opened my eyes in terms of like how limited time is and how much goals and personal development and personal fulfillment aren't based off status or money or whatever, good company or not. And I ended up quitting my job and had this plan. And I, I the hard part I'm trying to get to that I can't say is that like, I don't know what the future has in store for me. I am confident and slash try to be confident in my future and doing this program. And hopefully we'll get a job in software engineering and building websites and building my own website right now too. But that doesn't guarantee my future. Um, my mom is supportive, but she obviously she's my mom, so she's a little worried, but uh, what I'm trying to get to is that like, you don't know what the end will be, but if you have some sort of direction or heading, that is that is you setting your goal that is your psyche your emotions saying that is the goal go pursue it on some level you don't have to dive in and be like me who quits in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) you can do you you know you can you can do something you can do something on the side just to see what it's like until you get more of a firm sense of what you're doing which i don't want to put words into his mouth but that's i don't know so what one of my friends is doing right now. He's he's exploring his options until he he buys his time and, and figures out exactly what he wants to do. So
1: Yeah. That's what I'll say
0: about the emotional side of things.
1: That's no, it's fantastic. I mean, direction is I think one of the hardest things to put forward, you know, especially on an emotional basis. Like I want to be happier. And then we do nothing about it. You know? Um, but why not say, okay, I want to be happier. What's one step I can take to being happier? Maybe for me, it's going to bed at 1130 and getting and getting a reasonable amount of sleep. You know, we'll we'll determine that come October. But, you know, maybe it's just putting putting on the right pair of shoes in the morning, making breakfast in the morning. Like, I think those little steps can get you to that broad, vague goal of I want to be happier. But the first thing yeah. to do is, is take that step forward.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely
1: agree with that. I think. It's
2: pretty funny that I'm preaching all these metrics and things like that. But when we talk about my October goal, it's pretty funny that I just go, Yeah, I just want to figure out what my uh, October, my daily weekly routine is going to be. No <laughs> metrics, no nothing. Just like, Hey, yeah, just pretty uh-huh. emotional. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I, I think there's like tangible things that you're going to be able to measure and tangible things that you're not. Um, I definitely think that, you know, you ultimately have to figure out, um, you have to be okay with like a lot of unknown, I think. I think you have to be, be okay with not necessarily having metrics, not being able to measure certain things. I think a lot of things you're going to have to do off feeling, uh, like Connor was mentioning, like, yeah, do are you working out because you want to feel good? Are you working out because, you know, you want to be more, uh, um, I was going to say stretchy, but it's more, it's more like basically Get being me? able to be flexible, flexible, <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, yeah, there's certain things that are just very hard to measure and I don't think you have any way to do it, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. I think, um, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, like, if you want to just kick things off, I think we talked previously around hobbies and things like that. You know, you can't measure a, a hobby, you know, and how, how, how filling that's going to be. Uh, you can't measure that you should just go do it. Um, you know, you got to try it and get, get accustomed to it. And maybe you have some kind of metric that you want to do to that hobby, um, you know, where where there are metrics, I think it's good, but I think where there are or not, you, you know, you have to figure that out and you have to
0: still find a way to step forward. Yeah. On that, on that topic of metrics and everything I said about my personal experience with quitting my job, th- there isn't a tangible metric of like, oh, this is the amount of money I made. I actually talked to this girl recently about uh, um, like how I was doing this boot camp and she immediately went into like the cost benefit analysis of doing this boot camp versus like, like, doing a different bootcamp versus college of like, is it really worth it? And I was like, I was like, home girl, like I, this is what I just made my decision. And I, I feel good, like good with it. That's, that's all you need to know. And she is, like super logical, which I, I feel like I'm very logical, but it just blew my mind that someone was out there. Like being so meticulous with every metric possible. Um, that's not what I was trying to go with at that point. To be honest, the point I was going to go with is that my metric is that I can feel how much happier I am and how much more confident I am. I know I've been telling these guys and my mom and a bunch of other people in my life that like I feel just so much more confident in what I'm doing. And it's, I haven't felt like this in a long time. So um, I'm yeah. going with it. And it's, it's been, a good, been a good ride so far. And I'm going to keep following that good feeling, which if you have something to chase, yeah, I think you should chase it. Yeah, I think that's
2: something that we were talking about in, on our trip, too, which was like, there's just certain things that you're just not going to be able to uh, determine uh other than just the way that you feel about it um like you were mentioning like on our trip you were mentioning I, around how confident you were how good you were feeling about the decision and again like uh you can't just make decisions all off metrics there has to be some gut feeling towards it um uh, there has to be some kind of you know this is going to make me happy uh, if, if you literally just go off metrics all the time and you just always said i'm going to do the thing that's going to make me the most money because that's what i think success is is money 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 uh that doesn't mean you're going to be happy and um that's no, not sir. all of the goals that you probably have in the world. So,
1: you know, you got to measure other things that are untangible too. It's it's really funny that people always have a something to say about something you're doing in your life. You know, uh, whether it's a cost benefit analysis, whether this should be happening or that. The biggest thing I think with goal setting is it's got to be your goal. You have to make your own goal. You might be in a business setting where your manager or project manager says, this is the goal that we need to be made, but you have to set your own individual goals in that sense. So I know a lot of the times we we see other people or we're influenced by the influencers of the gram, um, but <laughs> in reality, it's got to be a goal that you are setting for yourself. That way it can be in that realistic topic if you're going through that smart category. You know, it's not realistic if it's somebody else's goal and you say, wow, that looks like a cool thing to do. I want to do that. Don't put yourself into that situation where you're going to fail. You know, that's that's where these small wins, I think Richie said in the very beginning of the podcast, you know, I want to get these small wins going. Those are so important. If you can't get those small wins, it's not going to lead to that big win, which is that end goal. And I, I wanted to make that point because everybody's <laughs> going to have something to say, but as long as it's meaningful for you there's a big saying we have at our gym and it's what's your why what's your why what is why are you doing this you know it's not because you want to lose 10 pounds it's because maybe you want to go for more walks with somebody or you want to go on a hike that you never did you know finding that realistic measurement and and being able to set your eyes on on your own goals is, is so so important and so that you can actually hit it and get that feel good get that endorphin rush you know
2: did you just uh quote simon sinek asking about our why uh no <laughs> i, know I the did golden not circle <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i definitely agree uh and knowing your why is, is something i think Derek probably hit on <laughs> i know you guys have had a lot of conversations about that we've all have but um yeah i think i think you hit it right on the head which is like you got to figure out what your own goals are i think it's like you can have your own goals at your own company, um, and you know your some of your boss might help you determine those things. But that doesn't mean those are your individual goals that you might have for your career. You need to separate the two things, and uh, you know you need to be able to you know <laughs> determine what's good for you. Yeah, do yeah, you I baby? Totally agree.
0: Do we, oh, a little hey. reference <laughs> to the first episode. Ooh, 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 I see <laughs> you. I see you. <laughs> but um, I want to go into one last topic before we end the podcast in around five to ten minutes, which is a very important part of setting goals we haven't touched on, which is staying accountable to those goals, right? You can set goals and you can kind of follow through, kind of get off the horse, be like, oh wait, let me get back on. But how do you like internally stay accountable and ultimately follow through with that goal? You know, the other part of that question is that I want to specifically focus on how do you account for other goals that you've already set the three of us, obviously by doing this podcast, are very goal oriented and we already have goals We have long-term goals, short-term goals, what have you. But when you're setting a new goal, how do you account for all those other time and time commitments you already have?
1: Yeah. Uh, don't overwhelm yourself. First of all, um, I, I, I will always go back to this quote because it really hit me hard and it's, you know, people underestimate what they can do in a year and overestimate what they can do in a day. Because everybody likes to load up their day, load up their day, load up the day. And then all of a sudden, they've run out of time and they have a thousand more things they have to do. So they just dump it onto the next day and say, oh, I got now 50 extra things to do on this Tuesday morning. And then things get backlogged and stuff like that. So first of all, to answer the first part of that question, write it down. Never do anything just in your head. No matter how intelligent you think you are, it's never, never going to work write it down, H. pencil it down, pen it down actually, don't pencil it down. You don't wanna be able to erase that. And put it somewhere <laughs> where it's visible. For me, it's, it's right on my wall, especially if I wanna be sleeping consistently throughout the day. I won't be doing it at night, but in the morning, I'll check it off and say, I wanna to, <clears> to bed at 11.30. <throat> and then I'll have a visual aid of, you know, how many times did I actually stay true to that? Because I'm not gonna be dishonest with myself. If I didn't go to bed at 11.30 on some days or 11, I'm not gonna tell tell myself I did when I wrote it up on the wall. And if I'm going into new goals, I have to just make sure I have the time allocated to that goal and, and make sure I have the right, I think I've said it multiple times, I just gotta make sure I have enough time for it. I don't wanna overwhelm myself with so many things that I'm doing because I don't want to backlog it into the next day, into the next day. So I wanna make sure that I'm hitting these goals, I'm getting these small wins, so that way, I feel good about it, so I can continue on and and potentially make these goals even bigger or complete the goals and do new goals.
0: So, I I'll just want to press you or ask you a little bit about the wording. You said like backlog. You you're comparing like day to day, pretty much like it sounds sounds like you do. You, would you say you operate on like a daily basis, where it's like, hey, I have this goal. How can I fit it into my day and make it like part of my daily routine, or is it like? do you like plan further out or anything like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's a good point. I mean, some of my goals are not going to be day-to-day focused. Some of my, sometimes my job requires me to have day-to-day goals. And so that's Mm -hmm. where kind of my mindset kind of shifts. But if it is like a, over the, over the course of the month, I want to be able to finish this book. You know, I guess that is more, more of a day-to-day kind of sequence as well. But that's a a little bit larger where I can say, I can, I can put that off. I can measure out, you know, I don't need to read 20 pages this day. I need to read 40 pages this day because I missed a couple. So I guess there's more room for, um, for, for growth there. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I probably more work on a day-to-day basis than, than most people would. And I would never recommend that. (laughs) Gotcha. All right.
2: What about you, Richie? Yeah, I think it depends on the goal um like Connor was just mentioning around you know reading and that's something we were talking about you know books you know if if I have a goal about reading for me uh I have a difficult time reading every single day you know I could probably spend a couple hours on a single day um uh, but spending like you know uh 30 minutes a day and reading is is difficult for me. Uh I don't know why. Just I've found it that way. But I you know I wouldn't have known if I didn't try and that's kind of why I was mentioning earlier around like daily and weekly Uh, routines and really trying to understand what mine are uh, while i'm home and so i think it it, it depends i think your goals um first i think again understanding what you want to achieve in the year is is really really important you know and and trying to understand you know what can i do on a monthly uh or like a six month three month one month basis and then how far do i really want to break it down from there and i think it depends on your goal depends who you are depends how you work depends on a lot of different things how um and uh you know if when we're getting into the fact of like how do you hold yourself accountable to those things I think it really for me I think it's a really around uh community (laughs) uh community for me and uh, obviously we have we have people in our lives uh each other and others that we uh rely on to hold ourselves accountable to these things you know it's like Connor was mentioning don't write it in pen or pencil write it in pen um you know for us it's like once we mention it to each other, it's like. These guys are going to ask me every single time we talk, you know, basically, uh, how are you doing towards your goal? And so you don't want to let them down. You don't want to let yourself down. So it's, I think it's pretty easy to obviously just make sure every single day that you're kind of doing it. Uh, I think we're all very team uh, team people, too. So I think it's also a little bit easier for us when we like start to mention it to each other that it's like, I, oh, I don't want to let the team down. I don't want to let myself down. And also we're on this podcast talking about it. So I don't want to let the (laughs) listeners down. Um, So I think, you know, those are the kinds of things that kind of popped in my mind um, for how can you hold yourself or how we hold ourselves accountable. But I think from a listener perspective, I think Connor hit it dead on, which is like write it in pen, write it down. Um, You know, I think for me it's break it down, break it down as much as possible. So you get those quick wins at this point, um, whether that's daily, weekly or monthly. And then, uh, for me, also, it's really around community and holding myself accountable. Not only am I going to hold myself accountable, but I'm going to have people that are going to help me hold help me to hold myself accountable, uh, or <laughs> hold my feet to the fire. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah no, just, these guys are going to you know help me stay accountable, and uh, yeah, I think I think those are the the key things.
0: Yeah, I think you actually made me think of a really good example of that community thing between the three of us. Do you guys remember when I was signing up for this program and I was telling you about it and I was saying like, "Oh, there are these different options to take it. There's like this 9 a.m. one. There's all- I'm thinking about doing the 7 a.m. one because I can get my day out of the way. It ends at 3 p.m. and I have the rest of the day to myself, right? And what what, what do you guys remember what you said to me when I when I said I was gonna do the 7 a.m. one?
1: I don't even think we said anything. I think we just laughed at you. <laughs> Well, I think, I, think I think we just we started, and said, "Dude, you are not a morning person, bro." Yeah, but to do yeah, yourself but we, with this one. Don't do it.
2: I think we knew that because of a previous goal that he had, which was like, "I want to wake up, you know, thirty minutes earlier." And he's his thirty minutes earlier was like, "I want to wake up at like eight thirty before my nine a.m. call." Uh, and we're like, you are getting wake up at eight thirty. What makes you think you're gonna wake up at seven? Or
1: even before right, that to be up. prepared. But yeah.
0: This is all very true. So they they proved my point where they know me well and they push me in the right direction to keep me accountable. But for the record, there was a period, there's like a month or two months during quarantine where I woke up at six or 6.30 each day, went for a run and then started my day. So boom. But it was not not a good time because I was definitely tired multiple times throughout the day, was not very productive. So I'm not a morning person is the... (laughs) is <laughs> the conclusion and they pushed me to the in the right direction to do the 9 a.m. one and it's been well going well so far. I can't imagine if I did the have the same routine I have today, if I did the 7 a.m. one, I would have to wake up at like 5 a.m, which would blow. But yep. I'm not. So that community aspect is very important to help yourselves keep accountable. And the last thing I'll say that Richie actually made me think of too is that versus it's kind of like the the, the dichotomy between keeping yourself accountable externally versus internally he talked about how he draws a lot from his community and then also some from himself i think a lot different people draw accountability and and energy from different ways i've seen a lot on social media probably in the past where people are like oh i'm going to do this for a year i'm going to post about it every day right i think that works for some people i think posting about something every day is exhausting personally but some people get different um reactions from different things so i think you need to explore what works best for you in terms of keeping yourself accountable i try to do a lot of things solo, which i thought i was all on my shoulders i learned that it it wasn't that i need some community around me and to actually have some people kicking my ass here and there so
2: yeah i think uh, i think the key there's a saying it's like surround yourself with surround yourself with other wolves basically uh the way i kind of interpret that for me is just kind of like surround yourself with other people that are like that are just as goal they're just that want success just as bad as you do um or uh, you know or somebody that can hold you accountable uh because without those people in your life you know, i think it's i think for me at least it's very difficult to uh to kind of get where you want uh and and i i don't know i think for me it's just like if you if you surround yourself with other people like i surround myself with you guys you know it helps me stay accountable helps me push for things that i might not push otherwise um and you know, without that, obviously I wouldn't be where I'm at and I won't be where I want to be in the next, uh, year, five years, 10 years from now. So also thank you yeah. for keep pushing me. Yeah.
1: Oh man. we uh, Are we going to cry right now? Yeah. I mean, last <laughs> thing on that is, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy doing things on your own. So don't feel upset that you have to ask for help. I think that's one of the strongest things that somebody can do is ask for help, ask for the accountability part of it. See if somebody can hold you accountable to whatever goal you have, you know, because there are gonna be some negative things that happen. You might not hit a goal, you might not do this, you might not do that, that's part of life. Just get back up and keep going. Just keep on moving, get that community aspect, get the Baguette Boys community, get going.
0: (laughs) Bring them over here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll give one use
2: case that you guys, helped me with which was like in april when i didn't hit a goal which was like hey, i want to run five miles at an eight minute eight minute pace. <laughs> yeah and the guys were like well first of all that, i think we all were like we want to have some push goals and push goals meaning like we want to push ourselves to achieve something that maybe we don't really think that we can achieve but it's theoretically possible <laughs> um and I'll, and see if we can hit it right and, and you know I'm not a big runner. And so that was pretty hard for me. And, and, and April I didn't, didn't really try that hard. And I was just kind of like, yeah, like I'll, it'll be fine. I, at the end of the month, I'll hit it. I'm an athlete. I'll figure it out. It's not that big of a deal. And um, you know, at the end of the month I tried to do it and I, I couldn't even, I didn't even get close. I think I could only run like two or three miles at that point. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> uh, I got my butt kicked. And, and basically like at the the, it was hard for me to accept the fact that one, I didn't hit it. And two, Uh, Now I got to go on the jump on this call with these guys, and they're going to give me a hard time for the rest of the day about why I didn't hit it, and then they're going to give me a hard time for the next month because I'm going to like have to do this over again, Uh, or they're just going to be like, "You didn't hit your goal." Like you're not, you know,
0: you you messed up. You're out, bro. You're You're out. You're out. It (laughs) wasn't only two of us now. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. It wasn't, but it wasn't the fact of like, oh, like I didn't hit my goal. It was like the fact of like, oh, you didn't really you didn't put that much effort into it. So like you didn't try every single day or every single week to like have a goal where you're going to run or you're going to run X amount of time, or you didn't just like push yourself to run so many times. And so like may rolled around and they helped, you know, help me hold my feet to the fire and be like, come on, like, uh, keep up with us, like, or, you know, help me keep up with, uh, Connor on Strava or whatever we're using, you know, try to measure, measure how many times he's running. Cause he can easily run. I hate running, so I'm like, all right, like I saw that he ran, maybe I should run today or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I think ultimately that kind of helped me uh, keep my feet to the fire. And then ultimately at the end of May, I did hit it, which is great. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a big win. It felt like a big win. I think uh, it was pretty exciting because uh, you know it was a, it was a push goal. It wasn't very. It was not something I thought I was going to be able to achieve. And you know, I uh, you know had to put in a work effort every single day or week whatever it was, stretching, running, whatever it was to just kind of get there. And uh, eventually I was able to hit it, but you know, the community, it wasn't just like, Oh, I want to do this and I'm able to do it. Like hold myself to the fire. Uh, You know, it took a community to kind of help me kind of get to where I wanted to be. So I think it was uh, extremely helpful.
0: Nice. All right. Uh, We have said a lot of good things. I've actually really enjoyed this episode a lot, but we're going to close it out with our challenge um, I will give you guys a challenge and then give you guys a little bit of context. There's a little bit of context, to this one. So stick with me for another minute or two. What I want each of you to do is set a contract with yourself. And what I mean by that, I got this from a book I listened to a while ago. Um, the book is called how to get up, how to get back up a memoir, of failure and resilience by Neil Pazricha. He said something that really stuck with me about setting a contract with himself example he gave is that when he was a kid or whatever, he learned about the harmful effects of alcohol before the age of like 25 or something like that, 21. And he was like, wow, I don't want to do that. And he set a contract with himself. He's like, I'm not drinking until I'm 21. Or like example I can give for myself is like, I am going to run two miles each day this week and if I don't, then this happens, right? Something that's like a lot more concrete than a goal. Something that's like, oh, I wanna lose 50 pounds. And that's just a period at the end, right? Something that's like very much, the idea is that when a decision comes up that contradicts that goal, that you have a contract to fall back on that's in your brain that's saying like, hey, no, you can't do that. And immediately you can say no, right? Cause if you just had a goal and like, let's say the 50 pounds is your goal. And someone's like, hey, you wanna get Korean barbecue and then come eat ice cream afterwards. You're like, yeah, you know what? What's what's one day, right? But if you have that contract in the back of your head, you're like, no, I can't. I set this contract with myself. So I think it's a lot more of a powerful way to set goals. So that's my my uh, challenge for each of you. We don't have to do necessarily the contract, fulfill it by next week. But I want each of us and all of you listeners to set a contract with ourselves for the future.
1: Ah, oh, that's brilliant. I'm not. I didn't hear the question or the the uh, challenge beforehand, and hearing it now. I love that, dude. I got I got you, boy.
2: I do like it. Do you have any other examples? I think we've talked a lot about losing weight. I just want to see if we can have any other examples.
0: <laughs> uh, I, like, this probably won't be mine. I'll think about it. But if I can think of one off the top of my head for my goal of learning Japanese is that, um, one, I, I watch a lot of anime, obviously, which is the reason why I got into learning Japanese. I could set the contract for myself that I won't start any new anime series until I finish like a lesson in Japanese, right? I can kind of make that contract between one lesson in Japanese, which is a lot of information and like one season, let's say one season of anime. Cause that's what I like watching my free time, like a, in passing. So whenever I go to, to do that, uh, watch that episode of the anime, I can be like, wait, let me study instead. And it'll give me a lot more incentive to to finish faster, to, to not get distracted, something like that. So you're not something that's like concrete.
2: Yeah. You're not saying that like, Hey, if I don't do this, then I, then this happens. You're just saying, Hey, set a goal. Like not only just set a goal, like just, you know, be able to prioritize, uh, and try, try to set the contract. So there's like prioritization in your life a little bit.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, the way I see it is that I, this idea is there. So that way, whenever there's like a gray area in your life that comes, that comes to this goal, it takes the gray area away. It's like, Oh, I'm running into this gray area? Nope. I already know the answer. You know the answer before it even comes. But does that make sense, Richie?
2: Yeah, I think it does. Uh, It's going to be
0: interesting. I'm excited to hear what we all come back with next week. So with that, let's close this episode. We out. Let's get these October goals.